Today is Monday, February 3rd, 2020, and this is Radio Wave. This is Radio Wave with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. I know a man that's dead now, but he told me a story about how he teaches his kids to swim. He would just throw them in the water, over their head, and it scared them to death. I met the son. He was in his 40s, and he had a feminized personality. What happened was just the opposite of what the father wanted. He didn't trust his father. His father scared them. Our Lady today comes to us, not about a vengeful God, a one's waiting to punish us, or throw us in the water to drown, swim, or go under. No, Our Lady tells us that she herself is still working. She told us in service of truth, love, and salvation. And she tells us today of her witness with God the Father, her complete Trust in him. But sometimes in Mary's life, she felt like she was thrown in the water. She had to trust in God the Father when Joseph realized that she was with child. Can you imagine what she felt like? How difficult that was? We're living in a world that's complex, super complex, more than ever in the history of the world. The complexities that we deal with on a daily basis is so difficult that it's like being thrown in the water. How do you deal with the kids? How do you protect them from the electronics and the cell phones, all these things? Many parents know how bad it is, but they don't know how to stop it because everybody else has it. What do we do? How do we make it through that? That's why heaven is descending every single day. We have to have it. Why? Because Satan has amassed such a great power on the earth that God the Father had to send a helper. What is the wife? What is the mother? The helper to the husband, the father of the household, and the earth, the household, she's come to clean up. That's why we have to be serious, incorporating the messages into our life. And she gave us these words today to help us to keep order in our house, to grow our relationships, and to grow love. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's February 2nd, 2020 message given on the Day for Nonbelievers through Mariana. Dear children, by the act of the decision and love of God, I am chosen to be the mother of God and your mother, but also by my will and my immeasurable love for the Heavenly Father and my complete trust in Him. 
My body was the chalice of the God-man. I was in the service of truth, love, and salvation, as I am now among you to call you, my children, apostles of my love, to be carriers of truth, to call you to spread his words, the words of salvation, by your will and love for my Son, that with your actions you may show to all those who have not come to know my Son, his love. You will find strength in the Eucharist, my Son who feeds you with his body and strengthens you with his blood. My children, fold your hands and look at the cross in silence. In this way, you are drawing faith to be able to transmit it. You are drawing truth to be able to discern. You are drawing love that you may know to love truly. My children, apostles of my love, fold your hands, look at the cross. Only in the cross is salvation. Thank you. Here we are, a few weeks from Lent, and Our Lady gives an incredible message to prepare for it. She's telling us drawing faith, drawing truth, and drawing love. Strange words to use. Our Lady also said to Mariana a couple of years ago, October 2nd, 2014, Drink out of my hands. My hands are offering to you my son who is a spring of clear water. And it's interesting, she says, he will bring your faith back to life and purify your hearts because my son loves pure hearts and pure hearts love my son. Only pure hearts are humble and have firm faith. And here it is yesterday, on the second month, she's saying the same things about faith, truth, and love. And on down further in this message, she says, I may lead them to the spring of clear water, speaking to us. What did agrarian people do when they needed water? They would tell the kids, go draw a bucket of water. Our Lady's token us to go to the well, the spring, the purity of what Jesus brought to us. Her messages are so agrarian, so much about life, because where you are on the soil, you see constant life. The grandchildren were eating with us, eating our pasta on Sunday, and there was so much life in them, talking about things. It's love in life, because we're close to that agrarian life. As we were eating, their discussion was what they had been doing. They were telling my wife and I about piglets. They said there was 10 piglets born yesterday. They were all talking about it, how much fun they had, and what they were doing with them. Then they started passing around the camera, showing the pictures of these piglets, just like you'd pass salt across the table. And each of us was taking a look at the cute little piglets. So they had been out there with the dog, with the piglets, around the mama pig, watching her because then we get hurt. Everything was exciting for them. They were just telling us all about it. That one of them died, which that sometimes happens. So they're seeing life. They see death. They see joy. They see things birthed. But this is Our Lady's life. We've grown that direction by her messages. We just heard about the water, the spring. Drink out of my hands. Draw. Drawing is an agrarian word. Does that not speak to you? Does that not make you want to get on a path of a direction of getting closer to the soil? 
There's no boredom in the Grand Way life. It's activity. It's love. It's life. Why is that? Because where you have those things, where you have creatures, where you have children, where you have the weather and the elements, there is a God. You'll believe. That's why in the rural areas, the people are always more godly than they are in the city. It's always said cities were made for Cain, and the countryside was made for Abel. You see the most biblical morals in the rural areas. You see the most patriotism, more belief in God, all these things when people are closer to the soil because they're closer to God.
proof do you need when you're close to nature when you're in nature God is evident in the city it's not that way many bad things go in cities Babel was a city I remember going on an estimate for a woman for her yard do a total revamp as we walked around she was looking at everything I was showing this out showing that pointing this do that and she was google-eyed the whole time I'm talking just I could tell it in her something was going on in her mind Finally, she says, you know what? Your life is beautiful. You're in such a positive environment constantly. My son's a policeman. Everything's negative. Everything's the opposite. And she went on speaking about how beautiful it was to have a profession like that. Well, I believe for me, it was ordained for what I'm doing now. But a lady's pointing to this. The song said, Watch a flock of birds against the morning sun. Close your eyes and listen to the river run. Catch a firefly in your hand. A raindrop on your tongue. That's right. There is a God. How much more proof do you need? We don't need proof. When you see baby piglets being born, it's a beautiful thing. When pigs get big, they're ugly. But piglets are the cutest thing you've ever seen. And they play just like kids. They're like kittens. When they're born, the children typically will bring them out to the statue for apparition time, we consecrate them to Our Lady. That makes them better eating later. It's life. So many youth today are being cheated of their memories. They don't have memories because they're not creating any memories. If you're in an environment of not getting the proper memories growing up, you won't have the strong faith. You won't be able to transmit it. You won't have truth to draw from. And you'll have the love. Prayer is natural for the children here. We do it throughout the whole day. Everything surrounds it. It's not foreign. It's impossible for them not to grow and not to believe in God. It's so fabriced into them. They'll never question, is there really a God? What many people do. So we have a problem in our culture of the stealing of memories that children should be having that they won't have because they're locked into and wedded to electronics and they may have the sports and the activities, but it's the opposite of activities that you will have in a grand way of life. Our children wake up in the morning active with life. They're creating memories throughout the day. They're exposed to many things, to adults, to young, to the animals, to the equipment. To all these things gives them cognition and beautiful memories. Whereas right now we have the youth out there have little purpose in life. They're not learning anything. They can't do anything. And they're unteachable. There's a major nationwide company that's very successful. When they do the interviews for the youth, a large percentage of them are unteachable. And the way they do the interview is they draw that out of them and they reject them. Many youth today are being damaged. When you visit here with the youth, you see that the day begins in activity and it ends with activity. And it's all positive because those are memories. 
But all this just didn't come about on its own. It came about through Our Lady's messages. It's throughout her messages. Look in the words from heaven, the index. Look under wheat. Look underneath seed. Even the weather. You can look up cold. It's all surrounded by nature. What do you fill your days with in thought? What is your children? What is your grandchildren? What are the youth out there? What are their thoughts about? Do they have something of memories to be thinking? The thoughts that we have in our life can bring warmth to us, or tragedy, joy, or depression. That can result in the loss of salvation. I was reading the poem Man God, and it talked about when Joseph and Mary came back out of Egypt. They'd been gone for quite a long time. They walk in there with Jesus. Mary immediately goes into the house, goes to the wall where the angel Gabriel said the first Hail Mary, and she kissed the wall. The memory of that was burned into her, burned into the wall. It's a beautiful thing. Something she cherished for all the troubles and difficulties she had. She had the wonder with her. And we have this today. Today, our children were in the field at the rosary on their knees going to the statue when the Virgin Mary came down and blessed the whole world and everybody in it. What kind of memory is that? We have a newborn baby in the community right now. We've had approximately 35 babies born here. Every one of them at two weeks, they're out there. And several of them are adults now in their 20s and even more so. How rich they are. I know that every day they were doing the rosary and being blessed by Our Lady. Who would not want that? It's a beautiful thing to have the richness of thoughts of good memories. And this is what you should be, as parents, creating for your kids. Saw your mama laughing and talking on the phone With a little girl working on an ice cream cone Dripping on her shoes I thought about you I thought about me I thought about God Everything love is And everything it's not I thought about songs That make us feel better I thought about faith That ties it all
not God Everything love is And everything is not Saw a red balloon Somebody just let fly I watched it getting smaller Up in the sky For a minute or two And I thought about it Many are being cheated today because we follow the culture. We let it tell us which way to go with the waves are blowing and the winds in our little boat without a rudder. This past Saturday, February 1st, 27 years ago, Maria came back with her husband. We were receiving so much crushing persecution, hatred, everything coming against us. From the visit of 1988 to 89, Satan made war against me, against the family, against Caritas. It was ferocious. And it wasn't coming from the atheists. It was coming from the religious world, from the Catholics. It was coming from big names. Why? Because Satan pursues the woman and her child. Our Lady appeared here with Jesus, December 25th, 1988. And she marked this spot. And people were saying, we're trying to make it into something. We walk into the bedroom. Maria goes into Actis in the apparition. The community was out by the tree. It was young at that time. And only my family and Maria and her husband was in the house. The apparition ended and Maria immediately smiled. And she said, when our lady came, she herself immediately smiled. And she said, I am happy to be here. We broke down. We had been under so much hatred, so much persecution, that I even wondered, are we are doing something wrong? But those six words are burned into my memory because every cross we carried, everything we had, looking at that cross doing the rosary on the wall, like I said today, look at the cross in silence. So much faith we had to draw from it because we knew what the truth was. But when Our Lady said those words, everything lifted off of us. It was a beautiful thing. Nowhere has Maria been, or the visionaries, where Our Lady says, I am happy to be here. It's a memory that we will never, ever forget. And it's a strength from those six words that we continue constantly, still with the persecution that suffers with it. Because you never will escape that. I was told by a priest, you know, well, usually that stops. Yeah, it stops if you stop converting people and your witness stops. Yeah, it, that's exactly what happens. But this place still brings conversion. And if nothing else, we're giving our kids a life of memories of just simply what we're called to do. But people follow that life, even what the children are doing in Hong Kong. We just got a letter recently from there. We have people all over the world following what we do. And yes, we're blessed very richly. In this message, I noticed that throughout Our Lady was giving us, telling us through her witness that this can happen, we can be filled with strength through the Eucharist and so forth. But I noticed that there are only two things that she actually tells us to do in this message. And she says it twice and she couples them together. And it's fold your hands 
and look at the cross. Uh, my question is, is just what does that speak to you about in the significance of Our Lady telling us in this message these two things that she tells us to do and placing them together? Well, I remember a 17-year-old girl coming and looking at our crucifix in the crucifix room, which is very authentic for those people who have seen it in our chapel. Actually, it's almost identical to what Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion, it looks very similar with that. And the guy who carved that and painted it actually used Catherine Emmerich's book to make it. Mel Gibson, that's what inspired him to do The Passion, the same books. But the 17-year-old girl comes in, she kneels down, and she gasps, and she crosses with her hands her chest and said, I didn't know it was like this. She was shocked. Our Lady gave a message that there are special graces coming from the cross. When you look at Jesus on the cross and the price he paid, you realize that your problems and your difficulties are nothing. So as to your question, our lady said, fold your hands and look at the cross in silence. Then at the end of the message, again, she says, fold your hands and look at the cross. Why is she saying that? First, we are going to Lent, but this could apply during the Christmas season, too, for in the future. She wants us to be exposed to the encounter with her son. Because she is bringing things to us, graces, that Jesus is alive. He can speak to us if we listen. It's one thing to be rattling off prayers all the time and all the time, but do you ever sit in silence? Our lady didn't say, fold your hands and pray. She said, fold your hands and look at Christ in silence. Meditate, think, be quiet. And let's see what God tells you. And he will speak to you. Our Lady can't say these words without something resulting from what those words mean. What does it mean? Fold your hands, look at the cross. Only in the cross is salvation. And once you get salvation, your commission as her apostle is to bring salvation for others. Because people have so many difficulties. They're addicted. They don't have good memories in their family life. They're not close to the soil. They live in the city. The demons are pursuing them all the time. They feel like they're on a dead-end road. They're always running like a freight train. So who's going to save their souls? That's who we're called to do. By our life, by our witness, by our love, drawing the faith and transmitting it. What? The truth. Those things bring salvation and conversion to you. Therefore, Our Lady wants that to pass on to others. Who will save these souls? Who will save your soul if you're in trouble or you have difficulties and these demons always after you? You who follow Our Lady, we here who follow Our Lady and live for her, was commissioned January 25th, 1987. God has a great plan for the salvation of the world. She mentioned that yesterday. She didn't mention that without going back to the basic first monthly message of a great plan for the salvation of the world through you or a priest or a preacher or a friend or a family who Our Lady has converted so that they can bring salvation and convert others. We are commissioned to save those people who have so many difficulties that they need to see who's going to save my soul. And it's you. There was a time 
In my life, just me and the devil in a round and round fight Lost in that bottle with no place to go Toss and turn, sleepless nights Sweat on my pillow and pain in my eyes Hoping for a miracle Come and set me free Tell me who will save my soul Stuck here down this dead end road Heart beating fast like a freight train running No matter what I do, the devil's coming Who will save my soul So far gone that I can't find home Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, save my soul Riding down on my sins You're the only one Who will ever know And in the dark You were the light Through all of my lows And all my high nights Praying for a miracle Come and set me free Tell me who Will save my soul Stuck here down Dead in road Heart beating fast like a freight train running No matter what I do The devil's coming Who will save my soul So far gone that I can't find home Yeah, oh, Save my He's calling us to be soul savers. As an apostle, you're commissioned for that. We don't need permission. We don't need to go ask somebody to evangelize. We are being asked directly for the mother for this. 
for 39 years. We're approaching soon the 39th anniversary. I almost can't believe it. There are people that are 39 years old that have been walking the earth, living this whole period of time of grace underneath the mantle of Our Lady and not even understanding or knowing or have knowledge that the Mother is here. Her voice is speaking. So many people cannot run their demons. But if they come to know her through you, they'll be able to make it out of their storms. They need your help. They're running because they need to see the sun, S-U-N, in a pleasurable life, rather than the S-O-N, sun, which is sacrificial. Those people who can't outrun their demons needs you, your prayers, your help, your fasting, your witness. Why? Because when the secrets are released, going in this 39th year, you're going to be on center stage. Our Lady depends and needs you. Hello, Mother. It's good to hear your voice. Yeah, I'm fine. Better than I've been. Oh, Mother, one more day of 39, can't believe it, sure wish I didn't feel it, I'm on my way to California. Need to see the sun Ain't so much about the weather But the demons I just can't outrun I don't mean for you to worry You know where I Just had to say, ain't no one else to blame if I don't make it out this storm. Mother, ain't nothing that you did, nothing that you said. All I've ever known I'm on my way to California I just need to see the sun Ain't so much about the weather But the deep Oh, yeah. 
did something very important in this message yesterday. My children, fold your hands and look at the cross in silence. She didn't say to pray when you fold your hands. She said, look at it. The Jews hold it as important if it's something in scriptures that's repeated twice, both have different meanings. When we drop down to see what our lady said the next time, fold your hands, look at the cross. The difference in the two, she said one in silence, and the other just said, look at the cross. There's no mention of praying that she asked for that. And you can't add things to the messages. That's not what it's about. It's arrogant to think you got to theologically make these things work to your intellect. And they said, do not add or take anything away from the messages. So what does it mean? Fold your hands and look at the cross in silence. I lady said December 2nd, 2019, among those who love my son and who love each other through him, words are not necessary. A gaze is sufficient for the unspoken words and unexpressed feelings to be heard. Amazing. Our lady's taken us back just a couple months ago. These messages build in importance in what they're saying. What happens when you look at the cross, when you gaze at it? The unspoken words makes your heart break, but also Jesus's, because he wants to be our friend. But many times people don't want that. The unspoken word from Jesus from the cross in his own words would be, you could at least look me in the eyes and tell the truth this time. But you're always running away from the problems instead of solving them. Jesus begs from the cross, don't leave me alone. That's not part of the plan. He has something better for you. 
His heart is still breaking today in heaven. And he's begging to us, fold your hands, look at the cross in silence. And he'll tell you, I want to be your friend. I want you to love me better. I don't want you to be running away from all your problems. Why can't you just open your eyes and look at me? Just say that you love me one last time. Look at the cross. Why can't you open the eyes and see the tears in mine? Come to me. Don't say anything more. I can tell by the way you're not looking at me. Staring at the floor. You could at least look me in my eyes and tell the truth this time. Classic you running away from the problems instead of solving them. So don't leave me alone. The wasn't part of the plan, but you lead me on. You told me we would be more than this. I feel my heart breaking again. Your body, you ain't so sure. You could at least say that you could try to love me better, and you can do more than running away from all of your problems. And now I'm feeling alone. This wasn't part of my plan for you to lead me on. You told me we could be more than this. This message during this Lent, come to Caritas, come to the chapel of the crucifix, the cross, sit an hour with Jesus, look at him, match your problems to his suffering. Even to this day, he suffers on your behalf and my behalf. Make a commitment, make a promise, Jesus, I will go there to the chapel of the cross, in front of a cross that the mother of God in 1988 blessed 
when she was present physically. It's a holy place. It's not just another cross. It has a live grace. Listen to him. You have an opportunity of something very beautiful, very powerful, because you have the knowledge. We here have the knowledge that the Mother of God, physically present, bless the cross you can look at in silence. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Radio Wave broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.